the Content Connect podcast. One piece of content can change your life. Hello, thank you for tuning in for the latest episode of the Content Connect podcast. I am your host, Sarah Swarniak, and I just want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. And we have a lot of guests that I am presently procuring and lining up. So stay tuned to next week's episode where I'll have a guest with me. And from there, we're going to really dive into some great content pieces with some amazing people in various different fields from marketing, advertising, uh, what have you, and, and even some psychologists as well. So Uh, This episode I wanted to share with you, I have celebrated a birthday this week. I turned 33 years old, so I wanted to kind of highlight some, (laughs) I guess, words of wisdom in my young 33 years. Uh, I wrote a piece that just recently published on Medium, uh, the Ascent publication, The piece is called 33 Life Lessons That Brought Me Growth in 33 Years. And I just wanted to highlight some of my really favorite points, really um, lessons that really just hit me hard over the course of the last 33 years. And uh, my number one lesson that I have listed in this article, not to say that every piece in this article is ranked in order, it is not, but uh, one thing that I think we need to realize in life is that for every bad thing that happens to us, good will come to. And for me, I often think about the worst event that's ever happened. To, to me, which uh, when I was 17, uh, my brother had uh, committed suicide. Uh, he was 21, so that was February 2005, and that's definitely a very impactful moment for a young 17-year-old uh, coming-of-age moment, um, definitely a moment of, of uh, where I grew up faster than I needed to, uh, definitely definitely something that will change you forever and you know I, I definitely want people that read this article and that are listening to to this episode to think about the worst event that has ever happened to you and imagine if that never occurred it never happened there are so many paths that our life can take so how different Does your life look if your worst moment never happened? So for myself, when I think of of the worst moment, my my brother's death, um, him passing away, um, I think about 17, being a senior in high school, I had planned to go away to college so while I stood at a crossroad contemplating my future and going away for school, I could not help but think about my parents. You know, they've just lost a child, uh, their firstborn, and I could not 
really fathom leaving them with a very empty house, um, watching their only surviving child leave for school in roughly six months did not really sit well in my heart or my soul. So I really felt like I couldn't leave them. I knew that I, you know, could fit, you know, physically leave, but it's just not something that really sat well with me. And I ended up choosing to stay home and attend a local community college. So loss is the hardest part of our existence. And you need to find the good in life through, through the tragedies. And if you really do look at our time here on earth, you'll see that every event happens in our life for a reason and, and there is a connection to that. And one of the first days on campus for me in college was the day that I met my husband. And I, I knew pretty quick, um, I fell pretty hard for him pretty quick, and I knew he was the one. So had I opted to go away to school, I may very well have not have met him. And all of the blessings that I've had along the way, especially our, our daughter, may not have happened. So, you know, I... You know, that's an aha moment for me of, wow, um, you know, what if I didn't have what I have now? Um, I obviously would love to have my brother, um, but, you know, that's, that's just not the way the path went for, for us. And, um, you know, and I'm, you know, again, grateful to see some good that came to my life and into my life from one of the most tragic events that I've ever been through. And that's another point to make to you as well, is that every life is touched by tragedy. We all have a story, so we really should never assume a person has had an easy life. Don't assume your story is worse than theirs. Even though it may seem like someone's life is easy, that does not always mean everything has or is going their way. We are all on equal ground in this life. Uh, another lesson, the love of your parents is unconditional. There's a quote, uh, we never know the love of a parent till we become parents ourselves. Isn't that the truth for anyone out there that is a parent? <laughs> and that one really uh, hit me hard when I became a parent. Uh, you never realize the physical, mental, and financial sacrifices our parents make until we walk that path ourselves. Uh, there is no love like that of a child, a parent and a child. And if you're someone that has not had a good relationship with their with your parents try to think of someone in a mentor like state that you've looked up to that you really respect uh, you know try to try to look at it in that aspect and you know also too again if you haven't had a great relationship use that life experience to shape the type of person you want to be as a parent or the type of parent that you want to be so another lesson, top lesson for me was to 
take health seriously. Uh, you know, whether that's taking steps as far as um, making sure you're drinking more water, getting some exercise. It doesn't always have to be about losing those pesky pounds. It can just be an act of mindfulness. And at some point in our lives, we will have a scary moment, a health scare. And one of my big aha moments was to use the fear from your first brush of mortality as a motivator. When I was 29, I was roughly around 11 or 12 weeks pregnant. And I was eating breakfast. And then I um, I just put my, I was resting my, uh, my uh, cheek in my hand. And as I had my hand on my jawline, I felt a lump. And that scared me. And I had went and got my husband and he, in a very calm, cool, collected way, said to me, you know, you're pregnant. Maybe it's just your lymph node swelling up or something. Uh, your body's probably just fighting something right now. I really wish that was what it was, but it wasn't. It was a tumor uh, located in my parotid, my left parotid saliva gland. The parotid saliva gland is the largest in your body. And uh, that needed to be surgically removed. And I had to wait eight months I, because I couldn't have surgery while, while I was pregnant. So my tumor was roughly two centimeters um, at the initial MRI, and then it grew to four. So at, I... <laughs> When my daughter was born, I labored for probably 20 hours, and then I had to have an emergency C-section. So for anyone that's gone through that, uh, basically that's two labors for one child. <laughs> They're worth it, trust me. Uh, but nine weeks later, I had to have this surgery um, because it would just continue to grow. And... Uh, after an initial biopsy, needle biopsy, uh, when I when I first found it, the initial needle biopsy came back that it was benign, but you never really know until you have a final pathology report after it is removed. So I was very fortunate to to learn that it was benign at the final pathology report. So nothing scares the heck out of you like realizing this could be it. That's the long story of it, or the, 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 the lesson learned from that story, I should say. Um, you know, you just, there was such a huge chunk of time where I just did not know what was going to happen. You know, nobody that becomes a parent or is going to be a parent wants to ever leave their kid. Um, I had no idea what my future was at that point, and there's there's still so much that I wanted to do, so much that I wanted to accomplish. And at some point, everyone will have their first brush with mortality. 
they will have their moment of realizing that they are not going to live forever. So use that fear and use it because it's the realization that you need to stop putting off what you want out of life. You have so much to do and the time is now. So the second part of that story, the lesson that I learned was to smile every chance you get. I think we've all had those moments of being self-conscious. If a picture is being taken, you know, I smile, my cheeks might look a little puffier, fat. I don't like my teeth. Smile every chance you get. My tumor was sitting on the facial nerve in my left parotid gland. There was a chance of permanent facial paralysis with my surgery, meaning there was a chance I would never be able to smile, close my eye again on the left side, or even move my nose or my cheek or my eyebrows. I had an amazing surgeon who was able to remove the tumor completely intact and maintain my facial nerves. but. I did have temporary paralysis due to the nerves being stretched. So basically, when a surgeon is going in um, very carefully trying to, to move around the nerves, the nerves are such a delicate little creatures. And to, to get to that tumor, you have to kind of carefully move them and work around them. And given the size of the tumor and how deep it was, and in my gland uh, basically in order to to get to the, the access point of the nerve um, they kind of have to move and, and they stretch so when they stretch they need to heal and from that point um, I, I just remember waking up in recovery and then the surgeon asking me to to smile, to close my eyes real tight, to move my eyebrows. Of course, I'm coming on it, coming out of anesthesia, so I have no idea what's going on. And it probably was a really great thing that <laughs> I was on something because <laughs> when the surgeon said, "Okay, Sarah, just so you know, right now, um, you, you can't smile and you're you're not able to close close your left eye. Um, don't worry, the nerves were intact." I, you know, we believe the nerves were just stretched. It should, everything should be coming back. Don't worry, but you can't, you can't close or you can't smile. Had I been of a sober mind, that would have scared the, the living daylights out of me. Um, but thankfully I was on some good stuff coming out of surgery. Uh, but still, it, you know, it, for some reason it just didn't phase me. My response was, okay. Uh, that was the hardest physical year for my body to go through um, carrying a child, laboring, an emergency c-section, the surgery, and recovering uh, with my facial movements. Uh, a smile is a welcoming symbol. So the left side of my face was paralyzed for four months. And you never realize the gift of a smile until the ability is taken from you. I think that's true for everything. You don't realize what a gift something is until it's gone, until you cannot do it. So I gained my smile back by Thanksgiving. 
and I gained the ability to close my eye and move my eyebrow by Christmas. I have never felt self-conscious about my smile or the way I look at all. One of my other favorite lessons is to give. One of the greatest moments of enlightenment was that I realized you don't have to have money to be charitable. We are rich in our thought, our time, and our sentiment. Sometimes people just need a little extra support when they're going through a rough time. Don't be afraid of becoming a parent. It is the greatest work you're ever going to do, whether you have the ability to have a child of your own or adopt or foster a child. I feel like we're always on a clock. We need to do this by this age. We need to graduate college, get a master's degree, get that dream job, um, get that house, fix the house up, then have kids. And somewhere in between, do all of our career accomplishments. We feel like we're not going to be able to accomplish anything when we have kids. As if they're going to take up so much of our time. That's not true. The best is yet to come. The, the level of perspective opens up when you become a parent. I personally have felt so much more enlightened about life. And also to um, my child's a motivator of the type of person that I want to be and the role model that I want to be. And going along with that, like I mentioned about whether you have the ability to have a child of your own or to adopt or foster, don't have a plan when it comes to starting a family. That was me. I was on a clock. I had a plan. Get married. Have a kid by 28. Have another by 30. Have the last by 34. I really wanted three kids and I wanted them close together. My brother and I were four years apart and I felt, as children, I felt four years was kind of a gap. I wanted my kids like 18 months to two years apart. Rude awakening for me was the fact that I never realized getting pregnant isn't always easy and it is so heartbreaking when month and months go by and then you start seeing you know other people having kids getting pregnant some friends saying oh he just looked at me and I got pregnant and you're struggling with that um, because months then turn into year or more and you're just, it's so hard to describe. You're so excited for your friends or your family members that are, are having families or starting families. There's such joy that you have for them because it's a great thing. It's a happy occasion, but at the same time, there's just this part of you that's just hurting so badly. Why can't, why can't that be us? Maybe next month, maybe next month. So, so don't have a plan the moment you have a plan, I always find, uh, is the moment it's just not going to work. Sometimes you just need to, to be open to whatever path. And also, too, when you do become a parent, the things you say you'll never do as a parent, you will do. Everyone's got this um, mindset of, this is how I'm going to raise this, my child. 
and if you're out at a restaurant or in a store and you see a parent handling a situation a specific way or not handling the situation in your mind you're kind of scolding them no Mm -mm. it's not how it works I always said I would never bring a child into our bed and guess what sometimes nightmares happen and they need to be comforted sometimes they're scared of the dark you know you a lot of parenting is you need to go by instinct and for me my instinct was that I needed to nurture uh, you know and it just happens it's just the, the way that it goes so if you're not happy with your job moving on, um, then leave. <laughs> if you don't like the environment you're working in, change it. Of course, there are responsibilities in life that may make it difficult to quit a job, you know, whether you have a mortgage, whether you have kids. But here's the beautiful thing. Every minute you spend where you're working, you're gaining experience. So use that and then move on. Be good to those who are good to you. We are often hardest on those we are closest to. So why is that? It's because we have a comfort level with them where we can let our guard down. Love makes us feel safe. But that doesn't mean that we should be hurtful to those we care for because we are comfortable. So always, always be good to those that are closest to you. Continue educating yourself. Education does not stop. When we graduate high school, a trade school, a college, a certificate program, education continues forever. The world is our classroom. So whatever you're passionate about, seek out a way to learn more. Whether you want to enroll in a certificate, um, like a certificate program of some kind or get another degree, education is something that can never be taken away from you. Have a second birthday. Who wouldn't want to celebrate their life for a second time throughout the year? Pick a date of significance to you. A day where you changed. It could be a happy day, a sad, or a tragic day. My second birthday is on August 31st. That was my surgery day for my prodactomy, my tumor, in my left parotid gland. And when I was being taken back to the operating room for surgery, I thought about what I would be doing every August 31st from the following year on. I knew that I, that, that this was a day that I wanted to be doing something significant. I see it as a thank you to my surgeon for the gift of tomorrow. It's a great way for me to honor my story and celebrate my life. So um, my surgery was in the year 2017. So for 2018, on August 31st, my family, we, we closed on our, our house. Um, the next chapter in our family life, uh, we, we built a house together. So that was a day of celebration. And then last year, 
2019, we ended up going to catch a sunrise balloon launch in New York State. Uh, again, go to my Medium article and you'll see a, a little photo from that. I included that. It is one of the most stunning, most beautiful things that you could ever see. It was just this beautiful s- sunrise on a summer morning in August. And the palette of the sunrise with the sky and the multicolors of, from all of these balloons was just something that I will, will never, ever forget. And finally, my last lesson to you is this. Aging is a privilege that's granted to few. We're always looking back instead of forward. We never realize the memories we're making while we're in the moment. We have a limited amount of time here. Commit to the present. Stop dwelling on what was and focus on what will be. Because the best is yet to come. So I asked my daughter what brings her joy. And her answer was Henry, who is our 11-year-old Weimariner dog. Cat in the Hat. Llama Llama books. Right now she's obsessed with The Grinch and it is spring right now. It is April. (laughs) And Mommy and Daddy. That is our show for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. And to learn about upcoming episodes or just to stay in touch, be sure to visit us at thecontentconnect.co. See you next time.